This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. Our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Do us a quick solid. Click through to whatever. I don't even care. Just give us a rating. Five stars. Get out of here. <laughs> this week, the we're still paying Clint Dempsey Sounders FC take on the do you want to wooden spoon us? San Jose <laughs> Earthquakes. That means they could be the worst in a battle for who has the most quakes cup. Uh, currently, those six that happened off the coast of British Columbia have me mildly concerned. Hi, Brandon. Hey, I read a thing uh, as somebody who's always a, uh, a scared, as somebody who's always scared of earthquakes, I read a thing that these little earthquakes don't mean that big earthquake is coming, and it's actually a sign of something that maybe it means that a big earthquake is less likely to happen. Because of these little like releases rather than like one massive one that like destroys yeah. everything and releases Godzilla that, that yeah. maybe just the little ones are good so he doesn't wake up. Yeah, that turns Idaho into oceanfront property. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arizona Bay is what Maynard from Tool used to always say. Ironically, he lived, or appropriately, he lives in Arizona. I don't like when people don't use ironic correctly. <laughs> That's ironic. It bums me out. <laughs> is that ironic? I'm going to have to think about no, this No, it's not. Damn it. All right, Alanis, listen here. <laughs> We're looking at a Sounders squad that is firmly in the playoffs and has had a pretty good run of things. And for some reason, I can't get excited about. I I know. I Since since we last spoke, Sounders clinched their spot in the playoffs, which is crazy. They won 2-1 to one in Orlando. Victor Rodriguez and Walla Buana both scored in that match. And Walla Buana. And Walla Buana loves his mama. Uh, hot tubs and saunas and Walla Buana <laughs> uh, and Walla Buana scored in that match which is awesome his second goal of the year I guess he scored against uh, Toronto earlier this year as well. allegedly allegedly uh, back when nobody was scoring for the Sounders at the time so Hand Walla Buana loves his mama hot tubs and saunas was like I'll do it yeah 
Um, and so Sounders win that match and clinch a spot in the MLS Cup playoffs for the 10th straight year, which is, I think, for the first time, I might actually use the word unprecedented as a, uh, <laughs> like, actual, it's actually unprecedented. So I that's saw, great. I saw a stat that showed other sports franchises that had longer playoff streaks and and that because i'm such yeah. a great journalist i can't remember any of them but sounders fc were third among that list of like the penguins went like 19 times or something like that and so for professional sports organizations to make the playoffs in consecutive years 10 is the third most in american sports which is awesome something that we should be really excited about given that you barely remember it was it the third most was it the third highest active playoff streak or was it the third overall i'm assuming active boy I'm going to, you talk about the next thing and I'm going to look, okay? Yeah, I'll, cool. I can find it. So, um, no, but that, that's absolutely crazy because the Sounders, uh, in the fact that we missed that they had clinched the MLS Cup playoffs, they went and played Houston. Um, in Houston, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Houston's like one of the places that Sounders always, it's like kind of their monkey on their back. Uh, and they go and they score three, but they give up two. Um, but they win 3-2. So uh, they got goals from Chad Marshall, Gustav Svensson, and Raul Ruiz Diaz. Hey, question for um, you. Do you think when they were yeah. designing the third kit for the Sounders that anyone stopped to consider that when they got wet with sweat, how it would become a wet t-shirt contest? Because <laughs> every time they've worn that in like swampy places, I can't remember if it was Orlando or Houston, it was like you know something that my wife would be like, well, hello. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Uh, Spring break, Seattle Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle Sounders gone wild. Uh, Raul Rudiaz scores a goal, runs to behind the net, and pulls the chain that dumps the ice water all over him. <laughs> and then is ha- immediately handed a beer bong. <laughs> and all of Peru explodes in ecstasy. <laughs> no, somebody bombed Peru. Video. It was crazy. It no longer exists. It's nuts. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't think anybody ever considered that in any professional sport except for i don't know I, everybody wears white kits all the time but those I, ones I hate... specifically like other teams wear white <laughs> and you don't see like the abs rippling through and stuff it just feels like either somebody didn't do their job correctly or somebody did their job extra good or or, or uh, sounders players just have more abs what they lack in <laughs> hamstrings they make up in abs that's the problem all along oh my god we finally f- see we're coming to the end of the season and we're finally figuring things out our muscle distribution is off that's god. the problem listen here schmetzer schmetzer is um, actually austrian for abdominal muscles <laughs> uh the sounders yeah, that's not good. Uh, the Sounders uh, clinched their spot with the win against Orlando, which is crazy, again, because it, our friend Danny Siasio, who is on the Sounders digital team, uh, he tweeted that um, back on June 30th, the Sounders had a 1.56% chance of making the playoffs. 1. 1.5% chance. On June 30th? On my dad's birthday, they had a 1.5 whatever percent chance? Yeah, I think that's why Danny chose June 30th is because he was thinking of your dad. He's like, I remember um, celebrating with Tom. That guy's crazy. <laughs> um, so this is the seat. This is the Seattle Sounders who it took four matches to even score a goal this season, five matches to get a point with a two-two draw. <laughs> they had red cards in three of their first five matches. Got it was out, raining got- blood. <laughs> it was raining blood. The plague was upon us. Uh, they got knocked out of the Open Cup by a, I think, a river of blood. No, it was a USL team. Um, and somehow turned all of that around to win the Cascadia Cup, 
go on to beat Los Angeles Galaxy five to nil at home, won nine straight, setting a MLS regular or MLS post penalty shootout record. I hate that, um, and clinched a spot in the playoffs. So from one point five six percent chance on June thirtieth to clinching a playoff spot two weeks ago against Orlando or a week and a half ago against Orlando, uh, that is quintessential Sounders silly season. Turn the season around halfway through, uh, if I've ever seen it. I gotta tell you, I'm tired of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I remember that season where mm, we won the. We, I didn't do anything. I just got drunk and yelled from the stands. I remember the season <laughs> where Seattle won the Supporter Shield and it was awesome from start to end, and then the playoffs were terrible. It feels like to me that that is what sells more tickets, not this like, we're going to be real bad and then it'll get sort of exciting, kind of like fluky exciting towards the end. And then, like, yeah. There was that point where they had won nine in a row, or ten as you called it, that it was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> Noticias falsas. <laughs> Good old, uh, yeah, it, it, that, that, at that point in the season, it felt like good compared to the hot garbage that was the rest of the time. So, I don't I'm just, I don't yeah, know why I, I can't get excited, and I feel badly because the team deserves it because they've, like, they got so hot together, but I don't know. Yeah, and I wanted, and I do want to talk more about that it, during garbage, so I think we should, we should. <laughs> We should talk about hot garbage. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. That's uh, that's how this show goes usually. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Brandon. It's uh, I wish I was more fired up. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's sports overload or or maybe World Cup did this to us. Is that part of it? I can't figure it uh, out. I I don't know what it is. I think it's it's we saw so much of the Sounders' flaws that by the time they turned it around and got good you're still so fresh you're still thinking of all of the things that you saw that were terrible you're still like the the losing 3 to nothing or 3 to 2 against portland and all of the red cards and and getting knocked out of the open cup and not Clint because Dempsey we was pri- still a thing yeah because we were prioritizing the uh cup of concacaf cup that they also got knocked out of uh and yeah, no. it all goes back to that, man. That was kind of like the balloon losing the air out of it, like that fart noise that comes from a balloon. That was that was kind of the point, right? Yeah, I mean that's and it's something that pissed Sounders fans off later this season when Garth Lagerway says, you know, we prioritize Cup of Concacaf Cup, and he didn't say that. We call it that. He didn't call it the Cup of Concacaf no, 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 Cup. No, no, no. His mistake. Like, <laughs> yeah, loser. He got. He's the one that got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a bunch of Sounders fans got mad because he he basically said that the Sounders are in in it was interpreted that he didn't value the Open Cup um, because they were putting everything into the the Cup of Concacaf Cup and this is a fan base who grew accustomed to the uh, Lamar Nagel and DeAndre Yedlin back in the day when the Sounders won the Open Cup um, and when they won four Open Cups and when they won the Supporter Shield that the the popular Sounders hashtag to this day hashtag hella greedy which was that the Sounders want every trophy that's available to them so when the Sounders hear that we're prioritizing one cup and saying we're going to play you know a 13 year old in the Open Cup <laughs> and Clint Dempsey's going to get a red card for three seasons and so I think I think that there's a lot there's a lot of grief still there. So when the Sounders do get knocked out of the Cup of Concacaf Cup that they've apparently been prioritizing, when they don't bring in uh, firepower until halfway through the season, like Raúl Ruiz Diaz and Brad Smith and these other players, Kim Ki Hee, for instance, uh, when they don't make those moves during the off season to prepare themselves for a good first half of the season, 
I don't think it's wrong to be like, okay, we brought those guys in, but are we good? Well, the are que- we good? So the question then becomes a little bit later here. We'll get to this uh, this concept that a team that's just playing to get to the end is not as exciting as a team that's making things happen the whole season. Like a, like a team like Atlanta United who uh, Martinez has it, thirty goals. Thirty goals. They're, they they. Uh, I mean, how many points are they on right now? Five hundred. Um, they're they're so them and uh, Atlanta and New York are both ten points. Of they're ten the points MLS. ahead of dude. The East what? is ten points ahead of the West in terms of top teams. Atlanta with one more point will break the MLS points record for a season, which was set last season by Toronto, who won the Supporter Shield. New York Red Bulls are behind them with one. So if they uh, draw or win, they will tie or beat that record as well these are two teams that have been like high flying all season they've got players that are scoring in the double digits but like 30 goals like Joseph Martinez setting the MLS goal scoring record those teams are exciting those teams are packing out an NFL stadium where the Sounders are who used to be able to do that yeah have been kind of un- incapable this it season just, it just feels aloof it just feels like the people have lost the like the, the excitement isn't there from that again from a few years ago when you're talking about a team winning so much that they're the best team in the league that's and that's what every soccer league in the world except for ours is, is trying to achieve is to be right. the uh atlanta being on 69 points yes um, nice they are 10 points ahead of first place sporting kansas city in the western conference like i said and then red bulls at 68 okay cool so it's right there there's a battle right there we still don't know who's going to take the, the supporter shield the supporter shield okay but then <laughs> the drops off all of a sudden down to 53 new york city fc is 15 points behind man that's five <laughs> losses behind that's crazy and then you look over at the west which is so much more competitive the top four teams in the west are separated by three points that's one loss or one victory depending on how you look at it and fifth and sixth aren't but you know six is within 10 points so it's it really says a huge amount about how good Atlanta and New York are compared to the rest of the league. It's all kind of on parity. Well, maybe it's maybe it's being a Seattle sports fan because um, here we are. We're talking about the Sounders, yeah. and we're talking about this. Like, <laughs> That's true. I'm glad you figured that out now. <laughs> Match day 34. <laughs> we're talking about uh, a team that is it's in. We feel insecure about the Sounders who had had a stretch of the season where they won nine straight where they've been scoring goals lately. They've been defending very well um, for the most part with with a few, with a few gaps and who have a chance to still finish second in the Western conference. And so here we are talking about how much we want more from them, how much, how we want to be competing for not just first place in the West, but for the supporter shield for the entire league. Um, So I think that maybe it's a little bit of, being Seattle sports fans at this point of being well, but, like even when we're good we're dude, still the Seattle no no no, no, no but that's that that's what's different though is that the the buzz that's what was always so cool about the Sounders is that the buzz about that team was like different from the rest of American teams like here was something that Seattle did best here was something that was yeah. exciting that everyone wanted to bottle and sell because it was it, I mean it inspired the hashtag aces any club yep. except Seattle like yep. It became we were the villains of MLS because we were so excited about it. What better way to be the nemesis of everyone than to because they're jealous, and yeah. not because they're jealous of just the record, but because of the excitement level. 
And so other people are figuring that out, and the the club isn't doing anything largely different. It's been really consistent. I, could, I would argue that it's been super consistent in the last three or four seasons. And that what it's consistent at is not generating the same kind of excitement. It's actually growing this little bit of complacency of just like, ah, just wait it out, we'll get good later. Like, that's not a, I don't feel like that's a healthy way to to set yourself apart from the rest of the Seattle sports world. Everyone that's been so, you know, the Mariners have the longest missing out on the playoff streak of any professional <laughs> sport. Like, you, you, you set an expectation among your fans that way. Yeah. Seattle's going to their 10th straight MLS playoffs. Out well, of 10 and, years. I mean, they're 10 for 10. That's 100% average. Like, and, that's crazy. And back-to-back MLS Cup appearances as well. Yeah. And so, th- and that's what's crazy is we're talking about, we're talking about the Sounders being um, almost in second, with potential to land in second place in the Western Conference on the season, not being good enough because they're not competing for the top of the league. They're not competing with newcomers at Atlanta United or with like perennial competitors. But they're not, no, no, no. I disagree. They're not competing all season. They're not competing from the from the start whistle at, back in March. They're not competing then. Like I'll take a team that is sixth in the West. I wanted to make the playoffs or whatever. I'll take a team that ekes their way in because they hustled and made it exciting all season and couldn't get a break. Like you just described, it took five games to get a point. Like yeah. that's not gonna be good enough. That's like even even people that you love from a squad or and names that become uh, big aren't gonna be able to stick around if you can't sell tickets. That's the bottom line to this thing. If these guys don't sell tickets and don't do big deals for shirt sponsors and stuff, then like why are they out there doing it? And they'll have to change how they think about it. Three years in a row of of this wait till August to get hot thing is crazy. If 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 you had the choice like say it was a guaranteed thing that if you have a crap first half of the season but it meant that you got all the way to the mls cup playoffs guaranteed or sorry to the mls cup guaranteed like we have the last two seasons not that those were guaranteed but you know what i mean yeah would you take that or would you or would you prefer a team that that competed throughout the full season um and you know, yeah, yeah this is a great question. To go to the playoffs, but but didn't necess- but you know could crap out in the semifinals or the or the quarter. Would I rather have a scrappy team that fights and like makes it exciting all season long, or a team that gets hot right at the end and then squeaks into the MLS Cup playoffs exactly. and then and then oh, makes wait. it to the finals? Yeah, I get I get that question. That's something that I want to hear from people on our Twitter at Full Ninety Extra Time Pod uh, Podcast. Is that right? I don't even know. Yeah, at Full Ninety Extra Time. There we go. <laughs> At full 90 extra time. Um, I want to hear from you what you would rather have. A team that makes it to the final and then has a chance to deliver. You know, f- f- you know, one for two isn't bad. Um, or a team that you like watching the whole way. For me, I am obsessed with this. For the last, I don't know, 20 years, I read a book in college called The Book on Understanding the Taboo on the Way We Are. Something like that. It's by Alan Watts. And it like really opened my eyes to how the end game isn't the exciting part of life. Like mm-hmm. getting to become CEO or whatever isn't what is awesome. It's like getting there. Like the journey is what's worth it. So a super fun season from first kick to the heartbreak of getting knocked out of the playoffs is so much more fulfilling than garbage for five months and then like a hot run where they do well. Like just overall, I'd much rather every time see a scrappy team fighting to get something done because they don't have the resources of the players or everyone's hurt, but the team's out there with a ton of heart. And like you have some heartbreaks and some excitement and oh my God, it was like so up and down all season long. Oh, too bad it didn't work out. Then this like brief period of them winning. That being said, 
the first MLS Cup victory. Um, that was something so remarkable, and there was such a great dramatic story to that with the change in leadership and bringing in like a you know letting the guy who like was the fan favorite take over and try and run to the end, and then making it happen. There was such a great story there. But a second year in a row, and now a third of just kind of this like monotony, and then all of a sudden a hot streak is not do it for me. How about you? I I totally agree with you. I think uh, being able, I think that the thing about soccer is that when your team is absolutely crushing it, and when you can go expect your team to win a game, there there's nothing like the, in other sports. You know, you see a a, a big you know Chelsea uh, go play against you know Oxford City, and it's not necessarily that fun because you know Chelsea's going to win but if you're a supporter of Chelsea and to watch your team like crush that other team it's amazing and if I could go in and 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 expect the Sounders to do that week in and week out and not always feel nervous and then when they lose wonder is it doom and gloom are they going to be able to do well are they going to be able to make it to the playoffs I want to see I want to see the Seattle Sounders crushing their opponents week in and week out. Yeah, and then um, when and they have, lose have no it, like, insecurity around it. Yeah, when they lose it's like, oh man, it's heartbreak. You're like, oh what happened? Like something it, like the team that I expect to always crush it because they deliver so much excitement didn't this week and like, wow, okay, we're we're not undef- we're not invincible. Like let's keep it, going. And then like watch that happen throughout the season. This Well and look how fun it's been to watch Atlanta United play this season. Not only are they is it fun to watch them uh, like just be a, a successful expansion team. They are a fun team to watch. Miguel Emiron, Yosef uh, Martinez, like uh, Barco sleeping with his friends, you know, his, team, his <laughs> teammates, girlfriend or wife or something like that. Um, regardless of what happens off the pitch, that team is like just stupid fun to watch. And so being able to uh, go in to CenturyLink and, and watch the Sounders play like that, back at the peak during 2014, Oba and Deuce and, and the way that that team was pay- playing back then, um, I would give anything to go back and watch that. Being able to win the supporter shield, which I think that the league should value pro- possibly more than MLS Cup. I mean, even go back to the MLS Cup that we won without putting a shot on goal. I would prefer to take that the supporter shield that is a, a reward for just dominating your op- opposition throughout the year. Yeah, for being um, the best throughout a season, not for like yeah. things coming together at the last second, squeaking in, and then getting hot at the end. And I and I love like don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade that that MLS cup for anything because that was one of the greatest moments of my um, supporters life. You know what I mean? As as being a, being a supporter of the team and finally watching them after nine years or sorry, eight years at the time, lift the cup. uh, That was a great, great moment. But going back to that supporter shield season two and just how fun it was to watch week in and week out and blow the minds of, of not just MLS, but of, of international soccer, um, that's what I want the Sounders to be doing. And so to see them limp along for the first half of the season, get hot at the right time, go to a cup, not put a shot on goal because they've been playing the same way that they've been playing the rest of the season, and then go to the cup the next year and do the same thing and lose, um, that's that's not who I want the Sounders to be. And so uh, I agree with you that I think that if I could, if, if the Sounders could be competitive all season, hey, they don't win the MLS Cup, but... They, they make it to the playoffs and, and and compete for the supporter shield. Like, I'd take that any day. If the, if the MLS playoffs weren't such people. garbage, it would be even better, too. If it wasn't a nine-week affair <laughs> to get to the end and it didn't run out of momentum, that would also be a good thing. 
Yeah, we didn't take a two-week break in between. Yeah, come on. God, get it together. It's like everyone I – don't, I don't know a single person, and if you're out there, please feel free to beat me up on the internet. It's fine. I don't know a single person out there that's like, those MLS Cup playoffs, that's the way to do it. It is exciting, though, to know that the club is going to wrap up a season here against a garbage team. Hang out. We're going to preview that here next on Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. So, Brandon, here we are. Match day 34 versus the San Jose Earthquakes, ending at home against the team that is hot garbage. Hot garbage. Oh, my God. They're so bad, which makes me super freaked out. Here, real quick, the uh, CenturyLink field, of course, 1.30 p.m. on a Sunday here coming up. Uh, Sounders FC 17-5 and 11 on 56 points. And San Jose Earthquakes... Oh, for one million with twenty-one points, they're they're so bad. It's it's decision day, which means all of the teams are playing at the same time to uh, potentially decide which teams are going to occupy the final spots in the playoffs. The decision day also means that we all get to decide at the same time that San Jose is just awful. <laughs> Agree. So. <laughs> Okay, they've met once already this season. Sounders beat San Jose in San Jose on an unremarkable match, except for the fact that Raul Ruiz Diaz got his first goal. one nothing win on the road. I guess nothing really ever stands out about this club to me, except for the fact that Chris Wondolowski's been playing there for 305 seasons now, so I can't believe he's still even a thing. It's Kudos to him, too. He always finds a way to destroy Seattle. If I remember correctly, Chris Wondolowski has uh, like 10, 10 or 11 goals against the Sounders, which is the, I think, the most aggregate goals that he has scored against any other team in the league. So the guy always scores against the Sounders, and he has a knack for scoring late goals against them. Yeah. Um, um, but, I mean, San Jose, San Jose is sorry. the worst, right? They, they're, is it official, or is, is there still a chance Colorado no. can be awful? No, San Jose is officially the worst, which if they're worse, which means that they're worse than Colorado, which means that they are so bad, so bad. Uh, because Colorado's real bad. No, so we, San Jose yeah, uh, earns the wooden spoon, uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's because it's uh, the Sounders have never won it. The wooden spoon goes to the team with the fewest points in the league, um, and and that is San Jose this year for their for their for their just poor 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 play and with nothing but pride to play for. Um, you know that they're coming here to basically play for their jobs. They got rid of their manager halfway through the season. Um, <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> Chris Wondolowski. I think Chris Wondolowski at one point this season, like in recent weeks, said something along the lines of like, if it weren't for the fans, I wouldn't play here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. But despite that, I mean, he still has some pride on the line. Like uh, Casey Keller, I think in the last match, I think it was Casey who said like, there's a lot of guys out here who are playing to see other, for other teams to see them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tommy Thompson is a is a young. I think he's 22. He's playing for uh, for San Jose. Struggled for a long time under their coach to um, under their previous previous coach two coaches ago to get some playing time. Then they brought in this new coach who gave them a little bit more playing. But the, Tommy Thompson, anyway, is the kind of guy that is playing for a chance to um, at this point. If he's he's a homegrown player with San Jose, but if he wants to move, now's the time because that team isn't going anywhere fast. And I, although they did just sign that um, that uh, head coach from doesn't matter Bo- team, Bo- 
Boca Juniors? Yes, that's the one. They just hired, uh, they've hired a brand new coach for next season. That doesn't do them any good going into um, uh, this weekend's match. So, but yeah, like you said, this is a chance for those players to not only fight for a spot on that roster next year, um, hopefully turning it around under that new head coach. Or any roster. Any roster. Yeah, exactly. To not wither away into the, uh, the sellers of MLS obscurity. Well, dude, like, I mean, you got to think that some of these guys are even playing to get noticed by Schmetzer. Like, you got to think that, like, Wolves, right. Seattle's been to 10 out of 10 playoffs. Like, I should try and, like, impress there by, like, giving yep. them a hard time. I just, I want to see if Wondolowski can get the two goals that would tie Donovan's MLS record for regular season goals. I don't want it to happen against Seattle, though, so I guess I'm rooting against that. I just, like... Donovan's legacy being challenged at least. I don't want to take it away from him because he earned, uh, you know, he really earned his place in that, obviously, by being the best. But uh, if Wando scores the two goals, do they get to rename the MLS MVP award from the Landon Donovan MLS MVP award to the Chris Wondolowski MVP award? Oh my God. I don't know if his whole name would fit on there or not, but that's awesome. <laughs> Um, spirals around the trophy all the way down. Okay, so this is what's important, though, dude. This is what it really comes down to, is the Sounders being able to host a match at home. What are the conditions that we need to see for Seattle to be able to pull that off? Okay, so with a win or a draw, the Sounders will definitely host a playoff match. Number one, most important for this matchup here between Seattle Sounders, FC, and Terrible San Jose this weekend. If Seattle gets a Win or a draw, they host a home field match because they will finish fourth or better. Now, there's a bunch of other variables that come into it where they can finish as high as second if there's a draw between Sporking and LAFC. And if Dallas loses to or draws. Colorado. Or draws to Colorado. Wow. Seattle Sounders FC have to win or draw in order to be able to keep that fourth place and not get jumped by Portland. Yep, it's exactly right. And then the top five spots are locked in for for the Western Conference. Yeah, because it's gonna be- Real Salt Lake is so far behind that no matter how they finish, they can't... Well, here's what's crazy. RSL's already played their 34 matches, so RSL is locked in at 49 points. So LA Galaxy... How the hell did that happen? Yeah, I know. LA Galaxy hosts the Dynamo, and if they win, they have to win. But if they win, they will jump RSL and, and lock in that sixth place uh, in the Western Conference. Got to tell you, I'm looking for Ibra in the playoffs. I want him to come to Seattle and have to play on turf like a big. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it's a uh, it's it's anyway crazy scenarios. Seattle's in. I would love for the Sounders to host a playoff match. And in what's crazy, if it ends the way that it is right now, if Seattle finishes fourth, Portland finishes fifth, uh, Seattle hosts Portland in a playoff match, which will be nuts. Just knocked a glass over in my uh, in my studio for the second time this season. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looking that, forward. That was catastrophic last time, if I remember correctly. <laughs> okay, so... um. This weekend, I don't know who the hero for Seattle is going to be. I don't know if it's the um, 
our man of the match from last match, <laughs> Dad Marshall, <laughs> who um, scarily headed a ball into the, on his 400th appearance, if he could be the deciding factor once again, or if it's going to be V-Rod, who's been, Victor Rodriguez has been dynamite these last few matches. Those are the super consistent Christian Roldan. There's a bunch of people that could deliver that hero's performance, but also anyone gets hurt and it's all such a huge crapshoot. Ah, Damn it. (sighs) It's too many abs. Too many abs. (laughs) Well, um, how how about the villain? Who do you see as the villain from from San Jose? Well, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to say my hero is actually going to be, again, Nico Ladero. Three assists in his last match. Uh, I think an assist and a goal in the match before that. Um, Two weeks straight of being the Audi player index man of the match for the MLS and making the team of the week two matches in a row. So I'm going to say Nico Ladero because he's on fire right now. And if he can keep up that form going into the playoffs uh, and to have like a healthy and good Nico going to MLS cup run, um, I am so into that idea. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dude, check this out. Nico Ladero, um, in terms of the MLS season here for Seattle Sounders FC, he is the top goal scorer, the top in assists, and the top in shots. He leads all offensive categories when it comes to kicking the ball at the goal. Incredible <laughs> to be able to um, to be part of all three of those things. The sad part is is that on eight goals, he's the goal leader, and that's what worries me the most is that nobody is really generating that offensive stuff. Now, to be fair, Raul Ruiz Diaz is second with eight goals as well, and he joined like six weeks ago. So yeah, he only had half a season to, to even rack up those goals. Yeah, so there is potential there, and if that guy is hot in the playoffs, that's going to be a huge deal. But again, the assists with 15 assists, I would expect so much more, but I looked around the league, and he's third in assists, which is crazy. I thought for sure that that would be like kind of a you know trivial number that the Sounders were celebrating on social media this week, but I was wrong. It's crazy. And then 55 shots, 17 shots on gold. Not exactly a great record for that, but I guess that's how you get some assists going and stuff. So um, I, I'm with you. I think I'll change my tune here. I think it'll definitely be Nico Ladero is the guy that you got to count on. As far as villains go, I mean, Wando? I, th- I think definitely Chris Wondolowski. Um, Play tectonics? The- Maybe like there could be like an offshore earthquake and it could release the <laughs> son of Godzilla, Godzuki? We are we are uh, just asking for disaster by bringing the second team in the league named after a natural disaster to Seattle to play uh-uh. a match. Here it is. It's it's uh, Marshawn Lynch. He's the villain for this game because he is uh, known for the beast quake. So watch out. <laughs> I would pay so much money to see Marshawn Lynch play a, uh, soccer for like a prof- not not just like play uh, a charity match for Steve Zakawani and your flip flops and and. <laughs> tackle a guy and get a red card i want to see him play like full-on um what's the guy what's that one guy that plays in in the he plays in like league two or something akinfewa or something like that who's you know six foot like 250 250 pounds playing in a professional league yeah yeah, that's, yeah. that guy that's what i want is... to see marshall lynch playing for the san jose earthquake that guy's also like mall security somewhere also the San Jose earthquakes can't do worse than marshall lynch right or like they, they can't do that much better than him at this point. Yeah, I mean, that is such a depressing... There are USL teams that are playing better than San Jose right now. So This is Usain Bolt playing for some Australian A-League team uh, level of... Actually, no, this is even better. Marshawn Lynch playing for San Jose is something that has to happen Dude, now. San Jose should be calling up Ocho Senko. I've seen that guy play. He's great. 
<laughs> Ocho yeah, Cinco and Wando together? Some, Come on. They need some of those Ocho Cinco cigars in the uh, longest outdoor bar in North America. Down wait a there second. Wait a second. Jose. Wait a second. Do they have a number 85 yet? Because I think that this is the goal. Too long. Didn't listen. Thanks for making it this far somehow, but you didn't pick anything up. What do you got there, Brandon? Um, honestly, too long. Didn't listen. Just win or draw and don't do more math than you have to. It is very complicated because the Western Conference is so tight at the top, and I'm very excited by that. Uh, for me, too long, didn't listen. Ibra is a big old <laughs> Taking a look into the Crystal Pepsi ball to find out exactly what we see in the future of Seattle on Sunday, 1.30. It's decision day. San Jose Earthquakes come to Century Link Field to play Seattle Sounders FC. San Jose has already clinched. The worst spot in the league, but Sounders FC have a lot riding where they could potentially, with a win, end up in second in the West. Brandon, take a look at your Crystal Pepsi ball, and what do you see? Uh, I've looked into the Crystal Pepsi ball, and fortunately, I don't see any earthquakes. I do see, um, well, none of the uh, natural tectonic kind, that is. Um, But I do see three goals from the Sounders and none from San Jose. Sorry, Chris Wondolowski, on your record. Uh, But I see goals from Victor Rodriguez, uh, Christian Roldan, and Nico Ladero. I see 0-0 going into half with a bunch of Seattle Sounders FC players that are really sweating it out. And then a huge, huge performance at halftime to get the team turned around by Crystal Pepsi Singers Van Hager. If you know that reference, you are old as. F- I don't know the. I don't know it. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 